Hi, this is Philip Wurter. And Bernard Zimmermann. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. And a warm welcome from my side as well. In the series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. I was using a survival simulation from Human Synergistics recently, and working with their model for problem solving, I realized that an element of their model, interpersonal skills to build acceptance, may actually be extremely helpful to us when leading virtual meetings or workshops. And I was quite inspired when I realized that the model actually has a much greater application than just simply solving problems. Tell me more about what inspired you. Well, as you would say in German, I was quite flashed when I realized that this expands everything we talked about in our session on conscious listening and curiosity and how vital both of these are to create a space for connection to develop. For me, this is like an undiscovered diamond that can really help us develop and hone our skills in virtual communication and collaboration. So from my perspective, it adds even more skills of how to expand conscious listening in order to drive the connection that is so important for us. Sounds a lot. Can we cover this in one episode or do we need two? Well, I think it would do a disservice to the topics. So I believe that we should at least do two. So the topic for our 28th episode today is interpersonal skills to enhance conscious listening. So here's a quick synopsis of the skills we are referring to. First one is listening. In addition to everything we have said before about conscious listening, how we behave and react when in conversation with others. For example, do we interrupt others? Second one is supporting. How we consciously create space for everyone's ideas and contributions to be heard and explored in a conversation. Third one is differing. How we are able to avoid differing ideas to become conflicting ideas and rather constructively explore these to develop better ideas and solutions. And the fourth and last one is participating. How to create space and opportunities for everyone to contribute their ideas to a conversation and avoid being dominated by the usual suspects. So let's dive in and start exploring listening skills. When we talk about listening skills, we can look at it from two perspectives. Firstly, the behavior skills, but also the process of how that happens. And mm. when looking at the behavior skills, there are things that we want to see and there are things we don't want to see. In virtual conversations, we see a lot more of what we don't want to see than what we want to see. So yeah. my suggestion is that we kick off with that. The first point is having more than one conversation at a time. I don't know if you've experienced that in virtual situations, but for me, that is a killer. Yes. It, it sounds interesting when you talk about having more than one conversation at a time, because then people cross-talk during the meeting. 
but I think also having more than one activity. We talked in previous episodes about that, not just kind of talking, but also multitasking and mm-hmm. different levels. And that's also a killer for a conversation you want to have in a virtual meeting. Absolutely. So I think if we expand the idea of having more than one conversation at the time and the idea of multitasking, it's really not having your attention to actually listening to what the people are saying or what you can listen to when you use your eyes. Mm, And I think that's the biggest challenge we face because that's what I see most often. And the other part I see also often in, in the meetings is that people are, I don't know whether they're so eager to contribute or just kind of hooked on their own ideas and just interrupting when people still speak. That it could be something on the technology side, you know, the latency that kicks in, but then you can establish rules. We talked about that before, mm-hmm. how to interact on that. And, and then also those who are keen in bringing on their own ideas, just jumping from one topic to another, rather than actually stay on one to explore it before moving on? Well, I think that's the difficulty because we associate efficiency with time Mm -hmm. and not with the effectiveness of the conversation. So if we interrupt other people to either bring our own opinion or to try and force a discussion into a specific direction or jumping from one topic to the next, we're actually impacting on the effectiveness of listening and finally also on the effectiveness of the conversation. Now, we said many times before that in virtual, everything takes much longer, but that we have to be very circumspect to make sure that we take enough time to focus on what we do and really do that well. Mm -hmm. That's the real challenge. So this behavior of interrupting jumping from one topic to the next just exacerbates the already strong challenge that we have. And interesting enough, what I've experienced sometimes that people repeating the same topic over and over again, and yet they're all said we don't have too much time, so we need to be efficient, not effective, as you said, and then still they're wasting the time and and going over the topic in this same way or in different words again and again. That's not very helpful in a listening skill you want to actually display in a virtual meeting. Well, if you look at that in a humoristic way, is they love listening to themselves, which is why they bring the only thing that they have present to talk about over and over again. However, it could also mean that they don't feel that everyone else has paid enough attention to what they've been saying. So they don't feel hurt. That could also be a reason. However, in my experience, that's not necessarily the case. You know, we have meetings where somebody has a topic and regardless of what the conversation is, they keep trying to turn the conversation back to the topic that is their pet subject. So if we are the one doing it, we are not listening. And if we are not listening, how can we expect others to listen to us? Yes. And I think that brings us also to the other side, what you said, you what we want to see as a skill in, in, in the listening, when assuming that people think they have not been heard, what we want to see is that when we are in a, engaged in a conversation and we're really listening, that we pay attention to the speaker. So the speaker recognizes 
that we are listening to her and to him. And also now, we, we said that before, looking at the speaker, even in a virtual setting, remember making eye contact is a key element to connect with each other and give the other person the signal, I'm listening, I'm there, I'm present with you. Well, we actually spoke about this before. And what we said was, you almost have to over-dramatize that you are listening. Because let's say if you're in a Zoom meeting and you have 12 people in the meeting, your video panels are relatively small. And you have to make sure that people see you listening. It's not that you have to stare at exactly the same point in space all the time, but you have to nod. You have to show that whatever the person is saying, that you are hearing it and that there is a response to it. That's what I would term as over-dramatizing, that you are actually listening. When we are face-to-face, -face, we use sounds like, mm, and yeah, we use these in-between words, but those don't really work online. So you literally have to use body language to make very clear, I am listening, and there is a response, let's say, a constructive response to what I'm hearing and not shaking my head the whole time at which, and saying, well, this is bullshit um, because that's <laughs> not going to take the conversation anywhere. Absolutely. Now, one clear signal, one clear element of the behavior to give the signal that I'm listening is also demonstrating I can actually summarize the discussion. What have I heard? That may actually help the other person who spoke before to see, mm -hmm. have they actually got the message? And of course, when I'm not fully in the picture, I can ask questions to clarify and go for more information to get the full picture. That's also a signal for the person who spoke before that either I understood at least I was present and listening and paid attention to what was said. I think that's very important for whoever is leading the meeting or moderating the meeting, because let's say if you have 12 people in the meeting, and everybody starts summarizing, <laughs> that's going to turn out quite funny. But yes. at least if you are leading the meeting, you need to make sure that people understand. And not just one person, but that everybody understands. So that's where asking clarifying questions becomes really important. Mm. And also to ask for more information. Again, I come back to one of my pet peeves in online meetings, and I'm not even talking about people not switching the video on, but people muting their mics. For me, that is like, I'm not present. I'm just passive and absorbing. Mm. And if you hear somebody saying something and you ask a clarifying question, yes, that says I am listening, but it also helps expand the space for everybody else to understand better what is actually being discussed. Focusing on, we are talking about this now, and this is where we are spending our energy and our focus. Let's move to the process. And if we talk about the process, how we show up, how we use listening skills actually influences interest in the conversation and where the conversation is going. The more curiosity the deeper the conversation. Mm. How do you see that? For me, that's a natural element you have to have 
not only in a virtual setting, but also in, in a face-to-face -face setting. But as we said before, keeping the presence, keeping the connection, it's even more important in a virtual setting that you show the interest in what's happening in a conversation, you follow the flow of the conversation and, and what others are contributing, because that creates or holds the space and creates the connection or grows the connection with each other. The next two points for me are almost one, staying objective about what is being said and trying to understand contributions from the point of view of the speaker. Now, sometimes if you're in these meetings, you can very clearly see that people are not objective about what is being said. But for me, that is the indication that they are listening to their own chatter and they're not really listening to what the person is saying, mm. hence the, the strong reaction. And if we are all focused on really understanding what the person is saying, then we are able to explore everybody else's suggestions or ideas or issues at a, a later stage. It's following a process as opposed to just following the emotions. Does mm -hmm. that make sense for you? Absolutely. What popped up in my mind, it reminded me of when we talked about conscious listening, the four channels, yeah. that, you know, that people should not really be hooked onto our own mind chatter, yes. but be able to focus on what the other person is trying to express and get the context there. And, and I think that's key and not kind of label it already with a judgment, uh, but stay objective and, and really focus on what's happening on the fact level. And, and also be conscious that what I say is a fact and I'm not trying to express my opinion uh, disguised as a fact. Absolutely. If I think about how often in workshops I've actually taught conscious listening or active listening, very few people are able to show up and actively listen or even describe the behaviors that make up active listening. Mm they focus on the outcomes. Yeah. And my general perception is that as human beings, we have a difficulty describing behaviors. So this is just something I want to offer people who are listening. If you really want to improve your listening skills, go through and really make a note of the specific behaviors, because that'll help you observe yourself and see mm. how do you actually live conscious listening. That's a great idea. However, I'm just looking at the time. And my suggestion is that even though we wanted to talk about listening and supporting in this session, that we take a break and we focus on supporting in our next session. What do you think? Sure, I agree. In that way, we can still keep the session from being too long. So to help you reflect on our next session on supporting, we have the following question. When you take part in a virtual session, how often do everyone's ideas and suggestions get equal consideration in the session? Or how often is the session dominated by the suggestions of a few who dominate the conversation to force others to accept or support their suggestions or a point of view? And how do you feel yourself if you feel you and your ideas are not heard in the conversation? That's it from me. Thank you, everyone. And a big thank you from me as well.
But finally, before we go, if you would like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel free to do so either on linkedin.com, Bernard Zimmerman contact, that is C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philip Wurter. We're both based in Germany. Or connect via email at philip at burta.net or bernard.zimmermann at contactinternational.com. That is c-o-n hyphen t-a-c-t hyphen international.com. We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.